I was like, I'll start listening tonight. This will give me a good idea what this weekend. I couldn't believe be like. BC was a dog. It's like that's what I said too. They they covered their last uh, three as a away dog, so I think they won all three of them too. So yeah, I got it up. I'll let you know when they go down by fourteen here. I got it at three three right now. Is that right? Yeah. You gonna hit that record, brother? Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement. You are now listening to How That's Garbage Media Production. We got a red on it as well. We're pulling super cool. I love this. I love this man. Podcasting. It's happy hour. Your podcast. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. It's a Coors Light. We got a red on it as well. It's pulling super cold. It's all day. The garbage. Garbage episode. Happy hour episode 56. I'm Snake. That is Trav. What's up, Trav? Big episode 56. That's a text line number. That is that is a text line number. It's uh, Lawrence Taylor. It's Lawrence Taylor. Did you know that LeVar Arrington also had a 56 on for the skins? Oh, yeah. I can picture that. Uh, so maybe maybe with the Giants, too. Um, that's great, though. And also, while we're on the LeVar Arrington topic, did you see that Penn State offered his kid yesterday? I didn't know LeVar Arrington had a kid that old. Kind of. I don't know if it was... Uh, ironic or coincidental, but basically he kind of went on that rant standing up for James Franklin. And then the next day his kid got offered. So <laughs> that, that's a little weird. This kid's <laughs> probably pretty freaking good though. Right. LeVar Arrington's a Pittsburgh guy. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, the, his, the history teacher that we had in high school, uh, claims he did all of his homework for him. In, in high school. When he was in high school with LeVar Arrington, yes. Yes, okay. That seems far-fetched. Yeah, no, it definitely was. But he he resides in Pittsburgh? His kid goes to Pittsburgh somewhere? Is that... I think his kid's, his kid's in California, I think. Oh, LeVar's California. I'm not, sure what's, I'm not sure what's up with that. Okay. Yeah, th- I did see that, though. He did go on some like broadcast and stuck up for James Franklin for like five or ten minutes, yeah. Yeah, we'll nice. say that. We, we we can talk about that later. But uh um, right, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, episode, I also uh, episode fifty six. Anyone else for me? I was hoping you were gonna throw out like Randy Johnson or something. No, I thought I thought I've heard you call out uh like a Thomas linebacker. Is it oh Derek yeah, Thomas? Derek Thomas. Yeah, there you go. Who is Derek Thomas? Because every time you've said that, I've thought of Derek Brooks in my head. Who's Derek Thomas? So I don't know if he was like the first overall pick. He played at Alabama. I'm pretty sure it was all American. Got drafted by the Chiefs. And then I think when we were in Disney World in second or third grade, he got killed in a car accident. Oh man. Oh, Derek Thomas has died. I didn't realize that. Yes. Not while he was playing though, right? Oh yeah, 33. Damn, he was probably still playing. All right, that's a tough way to start the pod. No dead or lives today. 
Uh, let's let's go to game balls. <laughs> well, we already did one. <laughs> um, all right, I'll go. I'll go first with game ball. Uh, I w- I'm going to give a game ball to everyone that has a Christmas tree up. If you put that tree up like first week or second week of November, <laughs> I appreciate the effort. I actually don't know what's dumber. What's dumber? Putting the tree up first week of November or the fact that I just like took down some Halloween ghosts from my front yard like yesterday. The second one. That's dumber. You had ghosts in the yard? <laughs> like <Psychopath>? yesterday. Psychopath? <laughs> oh my God. God. November 15th. Yeah. And then I was like, that's pretty I flicker. Don't. I should probably get those out of here. I don't. I don't like that at all. Just like little guys. Um, what's your ruling on tree? I think I'm okay with tree like starting the week before Thanksgiving. Like weekend before Thanksgiving, I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't love first week of November. It's a little okay. Much. I, I was gonna say I don't think that's crazy. How about the week of Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's. I I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's cool. I think uh, got how about Halloween breathe a little bit? How about taking it down? Uh, we've gotten into the habit of like my birthday. So middle of January is like, it's time for this thing to go. Okay. Yeah. That's, there's, that's there's almost this, feels too long. Yeah. There's a story. Cause our dad liked to leave that thing up through like February, right? At least. Yeah. I think it was February or March one time. And Pat Ziegler has some story where he was, like driving up by the house. I think it was like with one of his girlfriends or something. <laughs> and he's like, yep, this is Mitch's house. And she goes, Oh, the one with the reindeer in the yard. And I think it was, I think it was March. Oh my God. And I think he always like cited that as, well, I have this one friend who leaves a tree up like year round or something. It, I, yeah. Doesn't he, he go like, Oh, Flaherty leaves his tree up for, I don't, yeah, into the early summer or something. Just tried to just tried to spin some sheer laziness into spirit. That's Basically, a, that's he's a, saying he has more spirit than everyone else. Yeah, that's a Western PA flicker thing, right? You just leave lights up and like don't don't they try and leave lights up year round and then just plug them in for like a certain time of the year? I'm not sure. I yeah, it kind of feels like anything, any sorts of lights or decorations in the front yard to me seems like. Super flicker. The fact that you're ripping ghosts out of your yard, that really is that's really taking a toll on me here. Yeah. It might have been it might have been two days ago, but yeah, it was pushing it, man. It was like, man, Halloween was Just the officially- fact that they're up there. I don't I don't care when they came down. <laughs> um yeah, we get in the spirit around here. Um okay, and then my second game ball. Uh I want to give a game ball to America's team. Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. I see today that they have accepted the punishment laid down from the big 10. They're going to take their three games uh, suspension and all is well that ends well, I guess. So just what's more American than taking punishment for something you didn't do, you know, just guilty until proven innocent. Pretty wild. So I, don't know what happened to my Twitter, but it feels like it's just all Michigan fans at this point, maybe because I clicked on like two of them or something one time. And they basically went from, was it yesterday or this morning that they announced that Connor Stallions kept no, uh, Oh, the expense report inventory. Yeah. Yeah. Like inventories are not inventory, but yeah, like expense reports. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, Oh, 
wow, so Harbaugh's supposed to know about this and he wasn't reporting it. And then I just saw, it seemed like, you know, that's the 1%. And then everyone else with, that's actually like thinking clearly here is like, that actually sounds like a pretty bad thing. So he's not like, why would it be, why is he hiding everything that he's spending? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, um, very odd. Um, glad that, uh, Jim, the fact that Jimmy is now taking the three day, uh, the three games makes me think that I think it could be bad. I, I just picture them just like, just saying, Hey, you should probably take this. Here's what we have on you. And just listing like a hundred things. That's what and I think I, too. It's like, and then it, I picture the lawyers and Jim sitting there and just like, they just like all huddle up and they're just like, yeah, we'll just take it. Yeah. And the fact that they're not even like fighting for one more game, like let, let them coach for Ohio right. state. Right. Right. Then again, it's like, how much does that matter? If he's there maybe every that, other maybe that's, waking yeah. hour, like, right. Maybe that's their, maybe that's their train of thought. I mean, Get Shrone Moore is that his name? Just basically a warm body on the sideline. Uh, I mean, he can outcoach Franklin though. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think Michigan's looking for its thousandth win or Harbaugh's. No, that can't even be right, can it? Michigan's trying to get his it's a thousandth, thousandth win. win? Yeah. Yes, so many games. Okay, I think they have the most uh, for what it's worth. So. It sounds like a lot. It is probably for a second. I was like, maybe it's Harbaugh going for his hundredth win. Like that would kind of make sense, but a thousand wins. I saw some people pretty upset that Jim did not deserve to miss out on Michigan's a thousandth win. I'm just thinking like of all things to argue that that one seems like seems like that's pretty back burner. Yeah. All right. Uh, You come up with any game balls here? Yeah, I got two. Um, I have uh, Penn gaming. Uh, they dropped uh, uh, ESPN bet dropped this week. <laughs> Yet more uh, free uh, free cash that I'll, I'll probably won't take advantage of, but I'm going to try. I could use it after last week. We'll get into that. And also just football fans in general. I've, I think I've just spent too much time on Twitter. This has been a wild weekend for me, obviously, uh, with Saturday. Uh, Penn State losing, then firing the offensive coordinator on Sunday. And then I watched the Bills Monday uh, they shit the bed and then they fire their offensive coordinator. <laughs> it's just been absolute lunacy. I've been trying <laughs> to stay like, I don't care at all. I don't really care what anyone says or thinks I have my own opinions, I guess on all of it. Ultimately, I don't think any of like, I don't think either of the offensive coordinators were like, you know, culpable. It's felt more like, you know, the head coaches are trying to save trying to save their own. It's a nice job, little deflection, which makes move, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But um, I I did see some people that once I was diving really deep into Penn State Twitter, I saw a lot of Penn State Twitter that, you know, kind of had some candidates they want, you know, the kind of the classic guys. And then I saw some fans that once Ken Dorsey got let go, they were they were saying that Penn State should hire Ken Dorsey. And that's where I was just like, this is we've all lost our minds. If I if one of my offensive coordinators <laughs> get, that gets fired and goes and takes over for the other one, I, I don't know what we're doing at this point. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's time to get into it or not, but a couple things there. A, I'll start with the latter. Um, um, game ball game ball to just football fans in general for what it's worth just game ball to football fans. you you're just so We're invested in this you're stuff. just blinded by the light and you're just clearly can't think clearly can't think logically here this does ken dorsey does not seem like the right move to me <laughs> uh so germ sent me a text 
there is some recruit here who, if I'm reading the context of this right, his name is Kritza. Yeah, Beck, so his name is Beckham Krizka. Oh, no, you got it. Kritz, Kritza. Uh, he's Kritza. the first, first Colorado commit. Oh, he's, he's from Colorado? Number, cool. Number one prospect in Colorado. Nice. Uh, so from, did, up, in, did, from up in Boulder. Did you see the quote he gave Audrey Snyder? It's, it's, I think it's one of the wildest things I've ever heard in my life. Okay, so you, you're aware of this. He's basically saying, like, Coach Franklin hinted at me, like, Mike Gersich won't be here next year. Do you think, so you do think that's weird? Because I think if that I kid committed weird. on day of, and James Franklin knows he's firing this guy, it is almost weird if he doesn't tell him. Like, hey, you're, it's, I was comparing it to, like, showing up to work after interviewing with someone and like accepting a new job and then you get there day one and that guy's like not there like you would need to know well i think it's weird yeah i mean that this guy wants to play in this beckham wants to play in the nfl and i mean it's a pretty big deal who his coach is you know so yeah it seems like he would want to know who the you know who the offensive coordinator is it also seems like james franklin didn't have to admit like i've already made this decision no i agree unless Maybe this has been like in the works as the season has got like shittier and shittier and he's got someone dialed up. I think that's the question. I think it's weird. Um, Makes I mean, me the feel other like thing he's that's dialing possible, things, man. the other thing that's possible is coach Franklin kind of says to him, Hey, I don't know how things are going to shape out the rest of the year. Who's all going to be here depending on if we win or lose today. But regardless, I'm here and we want you here. That's a little bit different than yeah. like, and then that's him a- saying to him, Hey, Mike Yersich is here <laughs> after this game. He's not here. Regardless of what happens the rest of the way out here, you will not be seeing a whole lot. Yeah, good call. That's like a little bit of a hindsight. Like, oh, that was kind of a weird thing he said to me. He must have been telling me the Correct. OC's going to fight. Yeah. That's what my gut says it is. It's a like a whatever 17 or 18-year-old kid pr- probably trying like trying to stand up for himself, like the fact that he would like commit to a place that just fired their offensive coordinator. So I think he's kind of like justifying that a little bit by saying, Hey, well, I kind of knew he wasn't going to be here. So yeah. I had a feeling he wasn't going to be here. So I don't know. Okay. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, yeah. Spin zone kind of, I think what you touched on, like germ kind of mentioned is like, if they were planning on firing him, the fact that they would just leave him out there to coach the game is maybe the craziest thing I ever heard. Uh, basically like, yep, go out there and like, we know you're not going to do a good job. And then that's going to be that there's probably a lot of, maybe like needed that last data point too. He also like, what else would he do? Hey, Ty, Howell, you're, you're on the call today. Like that would be weird. I think I watched like just a few of the press conference questions. I hate listening to James Franklin talk, but when, when he immediately threw your switch under the boss on the one question, I was like, Oh, he's, he's gone. He's going to fire him. Oh, he got off. He Got off schedule again or yeah. something. Got like, off schedule again. Yeah. yeah. It's not Drew's fault. Yeah. Um, all right. We can talk more about Penn State. Uh, my second response to your first game ball. Um, ESPN bet. I have officially fired my first uh, free $50 bet. I just want you to tell me the loser here. It's basically a one-to-one parlay, which is your signature move. I have Michigan minus 1,200 at Maryland. I have James Madison hosting App State. Uh, Georgia traveling to Tennessee. And Oregon at Arizona State. So that is a minus 1200 Michigan, 
a minus 340 JMU, a minus 380 Georgia, and a minus 2500 Oregon. Just tell me which one of those is losing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, my gut says it's obviously it's JMU because everything in the world tells you like they just got denied to play in a bowl game, even if they go 12 and 0, which is the dumbest shit in the world. But, anyways, like everything in the world tells you like, oh, they're going to come out and they're going to take it out on. Uh, App who's State. App State? Yeah. Who's not? They're going to take it out on. Who's not that good? But they're they're not bad. And it, uh, watch App State just show up and beat them. Um, yeah. I still remember taking JMU last year in a game. I think it was homecoming or something. I remember going on a rant about it, how they were going to crush them. JMU goes up like 14-0, and then Marshall scores like forty some points in a row. I don't know. So it, it's <laughs> so that's it's the loser. Bell. It's not Georgia, it's right? Bell. It's not Georgia at Tennessee. No. No. And it's not Michigan. There's no way Maryland's beating Michigan. I got some Georgia stats for you. I I'm I'm in on Michigan and Georgia covering this week, spoiler alert. And the fourth one, Oregon. Yeah, I like contemplated taking them. It's just a big spread. Yeah, I mean that money line I almost didn't need to add. Minus twenty five hundred. So. And sorry, what what are we working with here? Plus No, no, no. It's not even plus. It's minus one nineteen. Oh, okay. Um so it's like fifty to win forty two. Not throwing a Penn State money line in there? I am not. Uh, also, spoiler alert, I don't know how much I trust Penn State this week. Uh, okay, those are the game balls. Let me do a retroactive here. Game ball. Ronnie Bass. We can't skip that. Uh, is that all you have for game balls? Because I can get into my hot take here. Yeah, that's it for game balls. All right. My hot take... Perhaps a little bit of Travi's medical corner here. I guess it's kind of delving into it. Um, I'm sure you've seen. I just recently saw the Aaron Rodgers interview. He's hinting that this man is going to be back with the Jets in full capacity in about a week's time here. So let's take a look at uh, kind of some bullets here. He had an injury that occurred on September 11th. He is basically suggesting this hypothetical return to football on November 27th-ish. So that would put him around 11 weeks post-injury, uh, 10 and a half weeks post-surgery. That's two and a half months. Okay, so two and a half months for an Achilles injury. Um, I think it's pretty well accepted. Achilles injury is about six to 12 month rehab process, uh, yeah. f- at least for like a professional athlete level of activity in his in his prime i've got cam Akers as like an exam like a gold standard example two years ago he tore his achilles granted he was 22 years old he returned in five months uh cam Akers surgeon six months i think okay six uh, months sorry sorry cleared cleared to play in a game in six months okay the, the surgeon's quote is no one that I know has come back from this kind of uh, injury at this kind of performance in just over five months. It's amazing. I can tell you I haven't seen anybody injured right before the regular season, right before that preseason camp, and come back in the same year. So the surgeon is saying I've never seen someone get injured before the season and then play that year. Uh, also, side note, did you see that Cam Akers tore his other Achilles yes. last week? Yes. That sucks. Yes, uh- I did, I did a little deep dive on this as well. So Okay. My hot take, you could probably tell where I'm going with this. I'm not positive that Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. I think there's a few different things in play here, but it would not stun me if this is 
the Aaron Rodgers school of like, I'm going to point and laugh at you. I'll just kind of silently allow the media and all of you guys to, to run with this narrative that I tore my Achilles tendon and then I can just sit back and say, look at these fake news outlets running with this injury diagnosis. I, I never said my Achilles was ruptured. If, if this man comes back and he's playing an NFL game before the end of this year, I'm not ruling out fake diagnosis. I'm not ruling out severe <laughs> ankle sprain. I'm not ruling out like fracture. I'm Do you think not- he had surgery? Is there pictures of him post surgery? I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm also not ruling out like what did, Bro- what did, yeah. What did Brock Bowers have done? Tightrope. That tightrope thing. That's just gets shorter and shorter. It seems like you could just have a tightrope surgery now and, didn't feel like he was gone very long. If he if he partially let's say he partially tore, quote, isn't that like spraining uh a ligament? Could he have done that and had some sort of surgery on it? Is there any way yeah, this he, man didn't completely sever his Achilles tendon? So, so I mean, there's oh yeah, there's a chance. So I, I checked in with Zig on this. Uh <laughs> I checked in with the expert. Basically he doesn't see a whole lot of, I think they do more like knee and hip repairs. So he says he really hasn't uh, seen a whole lot of like Achilles uh, repairs, but he did mention that he has, he's had a couple. Uh, one he said was uh, some guy that was deployed, had a delay in therapy, uh, 16 months <laughs> to return. Oh my God. Um, and then he said he had another guy as well that took about eight or nine months, which I don't know. That sounds pretty impressive to me. So I uh, checked it on the Achilles tears and he says that basically you can tear, you can tear part of it. Uh, but, and you know, there could be like a part of it that's still intact. He also said if it's near the, where the muscle um, and tendon join together, that it's uh, better than purely just the tendon itself. Um, tendon is what attaches the muscle to, uh, the bone itself. So the first, I guess the further away from the bone, the better. Um, and, uh, then he checked in with me and just made sure I didn't tear mine. I said, no, not yet. I'm playing some basketball with some buddies this weekend though. So I'll probably check (laughs) back in with you. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, he also mentioned cam Akers as well said that that was, uh, pretty much unheard of. Um, and that's again, 22 year old coming back. So, um, and yeah, this, going, this guy is almost 40. Exactly. That's a, uh, there's no way you see, there is no way you see Aaron Rodgers on a football field this year. If he had an Achilles tear. Okay. End of, dis- end of discussion. I'm ending it. <laughs> like if he's, then why, playing, is, why, why if wouldn't he's he playing, throw out like January? Why is he throwing out Thanksgiving? That's a, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, uh, sorry. I, if you see him, it's, I'm with you. He does not. He did not have an Achilles tear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so if he has an Achilles tear, you're not going to see him. And that's, that's where I'm at with it. That's where I've been at with the beginning. I promised myself <laughs> I wouldn't do this. Here we are. We're chatting about it. That's all the guy wants. <laughs> I I really do. I think this is similar to the COVID thing. I think this is similar to any time he gets angry. It's kind of like, he's like, I never said anything. You guys spun the story and I just, like, I don't know. I'm not on there reading the message. No, boards. Yeah. Like, it's the, it's the immunization thing all over again. Right. I'm immunized. immunized. Yeah. It's also like, it's just everything with that guy. Like when they have, he threw that 
organization under the bus, like the GM of the Packers. And the guy was like, well, I was calling his phone every day and it wouldn't ring. And he's like, well, you know, I like to FaceTime. Like if it's not a FaceTime. You know, I like to FaceTime. You know, the service isn't good in my house. <laughs> yeah. That's that's sociopathic type stuff there. But yeah, he thinks he's, he definitely just thinks he's smarter than everyone. For some reason he thinks at 38. And I mean, what have we seen him do snake? That's impressive. They'll be like, Rogers out on the field throwing a football. I'm like, yeah, dude. I watched uh, stationary. Uh, I watched yeah, the, yeah, man. I watched a football <laughs> teammate in high school one time tear his ACL, then ride his bike around all summer. I mean, that's more <laughs> impressive to me. Like anyone could throw a pass with like literally, you could have a broken leg and throw a pass. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I haven't seen him jogging or anything like yeah, he's that. He's not jogging or anything. And they're like, he's walking on a boot. Like, yeah. That's what you do. Like, I just, I don't know. I can't take any of it seriously, man. So we'll see. I think I did see a quote from the surgeon for what it's worth snake. And it was basically like, he's doing really well, but he's a long ways off sort of thing. So I also saw, this is a non-story. Yeah. I I also saw something. I think it was like New York post. So I don't know if it's real, but I saw a quote that Aaron Aaron Rodgers has already addressed. Like, Oh, I know there's going to be conspiracy guys out there claiming I didn't have this injury or that injury, but like, okay, there you go. So he trust me. I had it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so it, if he comes back and plays, we're both on the same page. He's a liar. Everyone should be. Yes. Okay. He's at least fibbing like he did with the other thing. Okay. Fibbing. Cause he was technically <laughs> immunized. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I haven't like actually, put my brain to the task of thinking about that in a while. And that is insane that he just like had something done and he's like, all right, I'm immunized. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but he, something up. I hate to say it. Cause I don't ever want to take a side. And I think that's such a stunt because we all know what he did, but what a fast one that he pulled. And <laughs> <laughs> like, is that the greatest fast yes. one that anyone's ever pulled? <laughs> yes and for no one oh, at that nice. press conference to go follow-up question like he used just the right word to slip that exactly in. yeah exactly <laughs> and he did he did technically get antibodies so that would be immunized i mean oh okay so he did yeah. he get that thing where they like spin it in a like a centrifuge and then give it back i think to so or something? it's yeah it's like monoclonal antibodies basically somebody i think in the past few years is like what if we just start taking antibodies out of people that have had this illness and just start giving it to people that don't have it? And it's been essentially, I don't know. I think, I think the people that won the Nobel peace prize, like the group that won it is like, who came up with this? Oh, so it's legit. Um, so so the thing, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. 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 So it's legit. It's like life, like literally life changing. All right. Shout out to Joe Rogan. All right. Uh, all right. That was hot takes. Let's get into old man takes. This is you. Oh, great. Um, so yeah, this was, I found myself getting all stirred up about this. I was watching Georgia just absolutely uh, pound, uh, Missouri, uh, not Missouri, Ole Miss. Miss, That's right. Kind of seemed like a mismatch before the game lived up to the billing. Ole Miss is kind of fake. Uh, Penn state, like, right. Pretty similar. Uh, maybe worse. I don't know. Worse. Yeah. No D. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think these guys celebrate too much. I think we used to see it with the corners where, you know, like they get beat deep and the pass is sales under or something. Yeah. They knock it down, they get up and they just kind of celebrate. It seems like everyone does it a little bit too much. I watched this Georgia guy, um, sack the, the quarterback 
uh, Jackson Dart, and the ball was like free on the ground. And not only was he celebrating, but there was also another guy there celebrating. Um, one was going uh, with the good night gesture, and the other <laughs> one was going with the with the shush. Um, and the ball was free. And the ball is free on the ground. And it's just like, at what point can't these guys just like, just take, just wait like one second, just like yes. make sure a hundred percent. It's not a fumble. Like, why does everything have to be a celebration? Why after every first down, do we have to do like, isn't the, it weird that like, like, um, I'm wiping my snot or whatever that is yeah. first down. It, uh, it's, why are we doing it's that? It's weird to think that they're lining up and thinking like, if I get a sack, I'm going to do this. Like I can never imagine <laughs> that going through my head. Like I uh, don't get me wrong. I think I'm, I think I like, I like everyone having fun. I like the celebrations. I don't like it when they mock other people. Cause the reality of it is again, we touched on the corner that gets, you know, burnt, like don't celebrate on an incomplete pass. Cause you're probably going to get burnt in like two plays. So like, I, I don't want to see the receiver have to get up and come back at you. Like, yeah, that's just it's like pretty reasonable. You're allowed to do whatever you want to do. You just can't like scream at the other player or the other yeah, sideline yeah. basically. But, uh, anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm down for the celebrations, but please, for God's sakes, just give it like, just give it like one more second. That's all I ask. Yeah. I mean, um, did you see that? Did, was it a Washington guy? Did you see that man drop that football at like the five yard line? As, that was a wild one. Yeah. Was it Washington? It might have been yeah, two yeah. weeks ago, or was it last week? That was the earliest I've ever seen someone drop the football. It didn't even make it into the end zone, right? It was like sitting at the three. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that other people like suffer, like or at least in this weekend suffered like I did. Sounds like uh, uh, Kinger might have done okay, but basically he was coming through on a work trip and stopped out here, and he had Washington whatever to cover however many points, and that he got burned with that, and it was just like. Oh, he got burned with that guy dropping the ball. Yeah. 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 I was like, I was like, I was just kind of glad to see that this stuff does happen to other people. Ah, <laughs> uh, I feel you. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to that the, guy, we'll get to the picks. That's like a one <laughs> second. That's again, just give me one more, give me one more second effort for him. That guy, it's not even, it's like 0.1 seconds. Just, just run in there. <laughs> And then you can do whatever you want. They basically got rid of the rules where you can get in trouble. You, like if you just can wait one more second, get in there and do whatever you want. Yeah, I do love when the when the guy does go too far and he gets the fifteen. It's just like a you're gonna miss the extra point, or b like there's enough time and you're gonna kick this ball off and they're gonna have it at the forty five yard line because you just did that and they're gonna kick a game winning field goal on you. There's that element at the end of the game where you get that touchdown celebration penalty where you're just doomed i think but uh anyway yeah i'm with you if that makes us old men uh, i'm all aboard on that uh like you said focus for one more second if the ball is loose please don't be going good night and shush just in general just you got to give me one more second effort just make sure like just at least just listen to hear a whistle whistle before yeah. you go yeah <laughs> whistle that's we'll it. go with that i don't even need it to, yeah doesn't even have to be an extra second. Just just a whistle. It, it could be less than a second. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, my Travia is a decent segue here in terms of gambling and does this happen to everyone else? Uh, I'm going to start by reading you some figures. Uh, this was a study done by the University of Nevada. Uh, let's see. Center for Gaming Research. So... They basically looked into the Nevada sports books 
and they determined that on average, the sports books, uh, I'll say earned. So I guess that's like profited 5.7 cents for every dollar wagered on football in 2021. Okay. So for every dollar that you're putting in the sports bet, sports books are making 5.7 cents on average. Like, okay. This is lucrative. That's less than a, that's less than the VIG. Yeah. Let's not try and do the math yet. So, well, it's, it's nine, it's basically nine cents. It's basically nine cents. Would be the VIG on a dollar is what you'd be making. Minus 110. Sure. You're saying if those are getting hit at 50%. Didn't we talk about this before? Oh, right. And it's actually like right. four and a half cents, not nine cents or something. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. Um, they also determined they earned 5.5 cents on every dollar wagered on hoops and 4.8 cents on every dollar wagered on baseball. So for whatever that's worth, I guess baseball is like a little more profitable to bet on. Uh, so those are straight bets. Given those percentages, um, those s- amounts of cents, uh, how much do you believe the sports books earned per dollar on parlay bets across all sports? <laughs> oh, this is perfect. Um, I won't get so I let's won't, let's I just stick with fo- stick with football. They're making right. six cents every dollar. How much okay, are they making just straight if, up. for parlays? Okay. I don't think it's 50 cents, but I'm going to say it's close. <laughs> uh, that might be a bit insane. I'll say 33 cents. Oh, man. 32.1 cents per dollar. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So this, wild. this illustrates why so much of the advertising, promotional odds boosts, and other marketing incentives from sports books now revolve around parlays. Um, DraftKings CEO... He's basically come out and said, yeah, my like we're going to focus on parlays and it's going to get we're only going to intensify our focus on parlays. Um, Okay, so similar question here in 2021, New Jersey also did a study. Uh, They basically summed up how much their books made from uh, sports sports betting. They made three hundred and nine million dollars in that year. 2021 what percentage of that 309 million dollars was due to parlays <laughs> uh, it's probably so i mean it's probably a similar proportion uh due to parlays specifically <laughs> so yeah so i think they're probably making say 10 per, uh what was the total number again 300 309 million and then x amount of percentage yeah x percent of that is due to taking parlay bets all right i'd say 250 million that's probably p- pretty close because the answer is 60 percent of the 309 so 0. 0.6 over 309 they're at 185 million of that is due to parlays which I okay, think okay. speaks to, I mean, that's insane. 60% of the earnings are parlays. I think that speaks to maybe like Nevada being at whatever that kind of ratio was. And then New Jersey, like, I feel like New Jersey sports betting, it's all mobile. Like this is a brand new thing. I think they've marketed it this way. I think most people are just placing parlay bets and losing faster. 
And right. I'm I'm gonna stereotype here. I can picture a lot of guys from New Jersey just diving in on those parlays. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah. It does just kind of have can that. Just look picture them with them. their Giants jerseys on. Yeah. <laughs> Giants jerseys. You can picture their hairdo. It's, it's a lot of know, college kids coming out of hair, that state. Back. Yeah, I I can picture it. They're driving a Beamer. <laughs> yeah. So sixty percent of that dough parlay based. Um, that's just straight from Dad's credit card for what it's worth. So if we said it once, we'll say it again. Um, turns out you really shouldn't do those things. Okay. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I have a hot take here. The the a parlay is essentially. I haven't bought a lottery ticket in like five hundred years, but you know, every time you get a lottery ticket and it's like, Hey, you need three, um, stars to win when you scratch it off. How many times do you get two? 99% of the time. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But you never get three, right? I mean, I think, I think it's just the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, you just need that one more. And I mean, just... I don't have math for you, but it's essentially like as you're stacking those odds together, you're, slowly losing the value so like not only is it not going to hit like you're also just like tying a hand behind your back for no reason as you stack I those mean, onto each other it just feels like i could have a you know a one-to-one bet or i could have a you know 50 to one bet and it seems like that sob is just going to lose one leg no matter what yeah yeah i did i think i went over i tried this same game parlay the other night, it's probably like Sunday night football, a little promo. And I think I went 0 for 4 or maybe it was 1 for 5. And that actually, that felt pretty good because it's like, if you're I agree. Miss these, I think it's yeah. pretty rewarding. And then you're like, all right, Thank now I'm calibrated. God. Next time I do one of these, I should just flip all my picks. And I've never done that once, but no, I've always yeah, wanted Nobody's to. ever done it. But it's like, good thing those weren't straight bets because I'd be in a pretty big hold now if that wasn't a parlay so it's kind of nice in that sense all right um a couple things left here let's get into some juicy gossip juicy gossip's been on the shelf for a little bit here tell me you have yeah. a tell me you have a bill belichick update shout for out me to you something. i think you i think you brought it back i did deep dive bill belichick on juicy gossip i love i love how you said that <laughs> i i mean i tried to find as much as i could between like the the like reddit and twitter and stuff i don't think there's a whole lot of information on that i also think that there's absolutely no reason why bill belichick couldn't just be walking out to go get the newspaper in the morning or something really quick why does the video cuts out when he like walks down the stairs why are we implying that he had a one night stand and he's walking home who walks home shirtless from a one night stand oh i forgot that video existed that was weird yeah yeah (laughs) yeah okay i thought you were referencing that specifically no i wasn't but now that you just reminded me, I did see that video. I didn't even know if that was there is confirmed. a rumor was that, that confirmed Bill Belichick. It's definitely Bill. That is one hundred percent Bill Belichick. Does, I watched the video. Does anyone like know if he lives there? Because it kind of looked like a northeast, like Boston area home to me. Well, so. your guy, your guy Pat McAfee had his buddy with the mullet um, break it down because he's a Boston guy. And he said that uh, in Nantucket, the streets don't necessarily look like that. That's a lot of cobblestone. Um, they were oh, also wow. addressing they were also addressing the fact of like how recent it could have been because they're like this psychopath is probably up at five a.m. So the fact that it's light makes it think it either wasn't the football season or 
it was like in the summer or something, you know, where the sun's like up fairly early. Yeah. That guy doesn't sleep till. Yeah. He's not like eight. Yeah. 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 Um, so, (laughs) um, (laughs) a couple things to take into consideration. So it's probably not any time like recently, uh, say it's some random video from, I don't know, we'll say July, but, uh, why, why could that not just be him going up just to like, I don't know, grab something out in his yard or something. Um, maybe the thought is it's not his house, but at the same time, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm with I, you. I don't know why that's assumed. To be. Obviously if it was a one night stand, he's not walking out shirtless. So I'll, I'll go ahead and rule that out. Yeah. I mean, he's going back in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not really sure what, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, this is real juicy gossip because this is starting to get more, more and more details on this, but I don't have the latest, but I can't wait to hear what's going on. Did you hear about the 76ers player, Kelly Oubre Jr. getting hit by a car in Philly? The only thing I saw on this is that somebody told him, go get hit by a car, like, cause he probably like blew his parlay, whoever this random person was. And then the next day he got hit by a car. That's <laughs> all I know. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, well, supposedly he like made this up. Oh no, he got hit by a car. Yeah, so wherever he said it happened, they like can't find any video of it whatsoever. And then somehow people have like ring camera footage of him like coming back with his bike. And then I saw another video of him. I couldn't get it to actually. I did. I didn't watch it. Um, I just read the caption, which is always good where basically he's like talking to his wife through the door and basically saying, Hey, I just got hit by a hit by a car and he did go to the hospital and he does have broken ribs. So something happened, but where he said he got hit by a car, they've been watching the footage and like, there was no accidents that day. No one was hit by a car at that location all day long. So something happened. They don't know what it is. He did end up with broken ribs. It says assortment of bruises and cuts to his body. Right. Hate to say it, but domestic abuse probably in play. Oh, like his significant other was beating on him. Uh, I think it's possible. Um, there's also, I don't know, he was scrapping with somebody. I don't know. Uh, but uh, he did not get hit. It sounds like he did not get hit. By what if car. you take what I just said and what you just said and combine them? What if he read that tweet and he said, fuck, the, I found the tweet. The tweet says, Quote, Kelly Oubre Jr. can't score 11 points, effing bum, get hit by a car. What if he read that and he's like, fuck this kid, I'm going to pretend I got hit by a car tonight and see how he likes it. Okay, that's the that's the leading theory in the clubhouse. We'll go with that for now. But I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of what the latest is on that. That is, I guess I saw that tweet. I saw I got hit by a car. I didn't have the decency to to look into it. Uh, and check it's kind on of, his kind of messed up, but I feel like I live for shit like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt horrible that he got hit by a car. Uh, somehow I told you, I, I think this is the deepest I've ever been in Twitter <laughs> over a weekend or like a few days stretch here. I got to delete the app actually, but I mean, I was watching people like go on like soapbox rants about this is a professional basketball player and this guy can't even ride his bike in a safe area in a city. And this is ridiculous and all this stuff. Oh, so he got hit like, uh, riding his bike. I see the video. I think, I think so. I think he was on a bike, but uh, basically from what I understand, wherever he said he got hit, they have plenty of footage of it and no one got hit on a bike all day long. So so. weird. 
yeah. So anyway, it's gonna be interesting to kind of see what goes. Yeah, down. that's one you. That's some juicy gossip. You definitely keep like a uh, finger on the pulse, sort of thing. Just wait for updates. That's good stuff, Trav. Okay, uh, last one here. Bit of a throwback. I'm gonna hit you with some invention years. Uh, prepare to look stupid or potentially. I, was say, I hate this shit. Potentially I can't wait, smart, but I'm I'm very scared. Yep. Um, for the record, I would not have done well here. So let's talk uh, brew to start with. Uh, invention years <laughs> of growlers. <laughs> when do you think someone like coined what today is known as the modern day growler? Oh my god. Uh, you know, I'll get, I'll get stupid. Let's say, um, prohibition had to kind of take the, uh, beer from the, the bars and throw it in a little canister and head off with it. I like that guess. What is that? Like 19, 50s I don't, or something? prohibition sneaks up on me. I don't I, really it know. It might be later. Sixties, early twenties. Oh, is it that old? I was going to say. Oh like yeah. 50. Yeah. It's older than 60. Yeah. No, no. I think it's older than that. Okay. Um, I'll say, so I'll say, uh, 20, uh, 22. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Good guess. I would have thought like early 1900s might make some sense. But they are crediting modern use of growlers can be traced to 1989 in the Cowboy State, Wyoming. The founder oh, of yeah. Grand Teton Brewing, which are you familiar with that? Have you heard of never this? Heard, I never heard. I never heard of it. I heard of the. I obviously know of the Tetons. Yeah. But I. So uh, the founder of that, Charlie Otto. He was trying to dream up how he could package his beer uh, beer to go without bottling it. It was at this point his father suggested to him to use growlers. Uh, Charlie was said to not even be aware of what growlers were, but his father said he used them as a child and recommended their effectiveness. So I don't know what like Charlie's dad, which would be in the era you're talking about, was using them for. Like, I don't know if... I guess not beer evidently, but the dad must have been like, oh man, we used to do like this application with these large jugs. You could just toss your beer in there. Um, okay. So knowing that let's talk about the origins of the beer keg. When do you think can, the keg was Oh, follow up on can, the growler? Sorry. Yeah. Can I rant on growlers really quick? These things seem like the greatest thing in the world. There's something about, I mean, you just mentioned kegs. Obviously, there's something about having an amount of beer that is more than just drinking like one beer, being like, oh, I got more. I got more ready to go like at my disposal. But it seems like, I mean, this is post-pandemic. Ten years ago, if I went and got like a growler of beer, it feels like I could have got a, what's the standard size growler, 40 ounces? No, I think it's 64. And I think a growler is 32. Okay. Wow. All right. Now that's a lot. Okay. That's more beer than I thought, but we'll say, so we'll say four 16 ounce beers, yeah. right? Um, if I go and get a growler to me, it's like, if you're going to pour four beers in there, realistically, I'm not going to drink it all at the same time. So it's probably going to get a little bit flat after like oh, a day or two. That. You have to drink them that night. Yeah. They're no, not correct. good the next and, day. And it's like, it seems like if you go and get one of those things, it'll be like $30 and it's like, why would I, you have why to, would I buy that? Why wouldn't I just buy four of, why wouldn't I just buy a four pack of your cans be way better off with the cans. less than that? Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. They've, they've essentially like, they've, they've 
that they've made the growler like a shitty option. Yeah, it used to. I think it was like you're saying. I think it used to be like an affordable way to buy like draft beer, and you'd be like, oh, it's like half the price of buying it in these cans. But yeah, I don't feel like uh, it's ma- like that either anymore. Major disappointment. I do remember during the pandemic, you were not supposed to do any growlers whatsoever. Yeah, because basically it was like me bringing in. You know how you like cough all over your growler and then take it in for typically, something to fill up. Yeah. yeah, typically. So couldn't fill up any growlers, but uh, this one brewery, uh, actually I won't rat them out, um, but they would just fill up whatever beer I wanted, $10. Oh, G- dealer's good choice. Bre- legit brewery too. And yeah, they're just basically like, yeah, we'll just, we're really not supposed to, but I'll just fill up for you. It's like 10 or 12 bucks. Or we something. need more of that in our life. Well, I mean, I would go over there every day and yeah, do that. Just like drinking like, for you know the best stuff like, you can get, mass quantity for it, ten bucks. It seems yeah. like it seems like it's not costing them that much. I don't know. I mean to dump beer in there. How is it how would it be cheaper to fill up a, a growler than it would be like for them yeah, to give me You four start cans. to save like dude, you start to save like fifty cents on each pint of beer that goes into that growler. Like you're saying, like, it's not really, exactly. it's not worth it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Give me the cans and I can just drink them whatever. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also reminds okay. me, I was just telling, uh, I was just telling someone that we went to that tap house here in Maryland and you poured yeah. like 24 ounces of what was that? <laughs> old fashioned, old fashioned into a cup. And you're like, I can't believe it poured that much. And then I think I said that was probably like $40 of alcohol. And then you took one sip and you go, man, it's not that good. Oh, I I don't remember it being bad. Um, I, I mean, maybe my thought was like, you know, uh, $40 old fashioned. It really wasn't that good. So, uh, but I, I give you a year on the keg. I yeah. Mean, that's origins of be, the keg. I will say, I'll say something. I'll say something that starts with a one eight. <laughs> I'll say 1890. Okay. Uh, we're on the same page again. I would have been 1800s on the keg. I would have just said like 1850. Uh, the origins of the beer keg date back to 5th millennium BCE <laughs> okay. when the ancient Egyptians and Mesopotamians discovered the fermentation process for wild grains. So that was a that was a bad that was a bad guess. Like uh, the fact that like I should have thought like Germans have probably been having some sort of beer kegs for a long yeah. time. And I would did, not have did, went 5th century 5th, 5th century 5th millennium BC. So <laughs> That is, uh, I actually had to look that up. That's five thousand, somewhere between five thousand and four thousand BC. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about ancient Egyptians, so they have evidently figured out like to make like a barrel and like keep all the beer in that. Or I beer. guess it wasn't, like, yeah, beer keg. Technically, beer if it's fermenting. Do you ever think about like those people, like how much smarter they are, or how much smarter they were than us? I mean, they were just like how, trying shit and figuring it out. You're so you're a like a civil engineer. Is it true that like like whoever built like the pyramids? Oh like, yeah, I think they pretty much still recognize they, those as like what a feat they, of human. Yes, like could they re, could they recreate it? They could definitely recreate it, but like you think okay. about it, and we would have like a crane. Like okay, putting yeah, those together okay. and we'd be using start. like, yeah, like mortar. Like these people were like making mortar and hand walking these blocks up this pyramid. That doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. It's, it's no, an engineering yeah, okay. feat. Okay. 
Um, okay, it, it does say they produced the beer in mass quantities and consumed the liquid bread from terracotta vats and bowls. Ancient artwork even depicts brewers straining mash through cloths into ceramic vessels. So these guys were like legitimately brewing beer in whatever, 5000 BC. Um, last one we have here is the invention of the vending machine. Mm, man. Like modern day vending machine? Good question. I'll say no to modern day okay. vending machine. I'll go, I'll give you even a bigger hint. Don't think electricity needs to be involved here. Okay, wow. So like pre, I don't know when electricity started. 17 something? I don't know. <laughs> uh um I I man, that's a that's a hard one. Um I'll say a little bit before that then. We'll say uh 1492. <laughs> okay. Uh, Columbus's time. The earliest known reference to a vending machine is the work of Hero of Alexandria. He was an engineer and a mathematician in first century Roman Oof. Egypt. So sometime wow. between the year one and a hundred, this guy uh, invented a machine and the machine basically accepted a coin. And you're going to love this. The, the machine dispensed wine or holy water. Uh, how it worked was the coin was deposited that's, into the thing and then the it, it fell onto a pan, which was attached to a lever. Okay. The lever opened a valve, which let some water flow out. And then as the pan continued oh to tilt God. with the weight of the coin, the coin would eventually fall off and he had a counterweight and then that would basically shut the valve off. So this dude oh my God. was like figured that out and was doling out wine in vending machines in like the year of one. <laughs> that's that's absolutely wild, man. That is that is that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even know we were operating with coins back then, but I guess what else would you be? All right. Um under an hour there. So let's get into the games. <laughs> Last week I have games. a quick I have a quick uh ZFB update. Yeah, perfect. Uh so I mean there's just a lot of different polls, obviously. AP coaches and then the, the college football committees that comes out on Tuesdays. We don't care about that. We just like to throw out the, uh, uh, the Zach football playoff rankings here. His rankings right now. He has Washington as number one. <laughs> oh my god, that, thank you. Oh my god. Uh, their best win is Oregon. Uh, he has Ohio state number two, whose best win is Penn state. It's a good win. And he has Michigan number three, whose best win is also Penn State. The difference there is Ohio State has a win against uh, Notre Dame. So uh, Michigan has Rutgers, though. Three, three loss Notre Dame. And Michigan does have Rutgers. So that's uh, two and three. And then obviously one of those two will lose at some point. And then um, number four is Georgia, whose best win is Ole Miss. Who's he got for so, Florida State's best win? Oh, LSU, right? Uh, yes. Good call. Yes. Three lost LSU at five. So things should work their way out, uh, work themselves out. seems like they always do. I think you always talk about this. Ohio State, Michigan lose. If everybody else wins out, they're going to get in regardless of what ranking system you're in. But right now, ZFB has Washington at one. And I think the CFB has Washington at five. They have them out right now. So Yeah, we'll flip-flop um, on that. Interesting. Yeah, quality win. Uh, but you've seen the lines, obviously. Like, there's yes. a couple tells coming this weekend. Like, yes. Washington being one of them, Louisville being one of them. Uh, we'll get to those. Uh, betting results. 
Uh, this could be tough. Uh, do you have let's, do you have Stanford Steve <laughs> check in or do we want to blow off some steam uh, and pick uh, on somebody else yeah, for a second? Can, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Um, I got Stanford Steve uh, two and two half point loss as well, which is nice. <laughs> oh yeah, love <laughs> uh, that. So yeah, and I was actually on the winning end of that. Uh, one of my two wins. So um, nice. yeah, uh, eighteen and uh, Stanford Steve eighteen and twenty eight. 1828 on the year and, and two. Uh, 1828 and, and two and a bupper sighting on Monday in Buffalo up, up close and personal. It looked like Stanford Steve. He looked disheveled. Yeah. It looks like he's not sleeping at night. He's missed too many games. Yeah. Steve, not bupper. Uh, good clarification. All right. My betting record was nine and eight. That moves me. I still have a winning record on the year. Even the stupid parlay is considered 108. 105 and three. Um, that was good last week for a three and a half unit uh, <laughs> victory. Uh, I'm now up uh, over Not five bad. units on the year. I will take that all day, especially considering um, the two people I got on a podcast with last week. Uh, given that I kind of stayed away from their advice, I did fine. Uh, those two people did not do fine, I would say. So, it's just elephant in the room. Trav's record. Let's is, do it. Uh, two, fourteen and zero. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, but then you see the units, and you're like, "Holy shit!" This this is why this is why I don't do more than one unit ever. The two weeks uh, I texted you this. The two weeks I've done more than one unit this year. I did a two unit play in week one, I think, and then oh. a one and a half unit. Um, I am a combined. Three and what was it? Twenty something, which is unheard of, unprecedented. That is oh, okay. So week one, yeah, you're you'd be three and twenty one, and yeah, and week one <sighs> and week eleven combined. This is that the is a, was this the Andy Staples zero and eight? You you basically just went Andy like Staples it. here. It feels like it. Yeah, Chip Patterson back to back zero and eleven weeks. Then the season last year. Okay, that's basically you're not that bad yeah. yet. Uh, yeah. Um, that's a uh, hole, though. Couple, That's a couple things here. We got to run through some of these, Snake, because it might be the worst. Like, I think I did worse than anyone in the country. Um, anyone for what in it's the worth. country. Okay. And I felt great because, like, these are so bad. I had, I got to run through some. I of do these. see it. I'm I looking. So you went basically one and a half. You're trying to win one and a half units on like every game for the most yes. part. Yes. Okay. Instead of just the standard one. All right. So um, I just have to run through some of these. I had under 47 in Bama and Kentucky. Bama scored 49 points by themselves. I had Oklahoma State minus two and a half. They lost 45 to three. I had that. I as had. Well. Under 44 in Indiana, Illinois. I, both teams scored 45 and 48. Yes, they both covered it almost themselves. 100. I had that as well. I, I had Arkansas money line. They lost 48 <laughs> 10. <laughs> oh, I had Fresno minus one. They lost 42 to 18. I had Houston minus two. They lost by 10. I had BYU plus seven and a half. They lost 45 to 13. This was the worst performance ever. Uh, Wyoming, I had money line. They lost 34 they lost to 14. By 20. Yeah. You had Wyoming I mean, plus four as well. That's a double dip. I'll just say after week one, when that happened to me, I still bring it up. Obviously, it weighs on me a lot. This week, it feels like I was just, <laughs> it feels like I really shook it off pretty well. I don't, I don't know why. Um, oh, I know why. Because you also texted me and you said, 
every single future bet I had pretty much moved in yeah. the right direction today, yeah. and yeah. every straight play I had yeah. somehow lost. <laughs> it just kind of sucks because that has put me at basically the chances of me getting to zero after you lose 16 units in one week is essentially zero because I will never have a 14 and two week ever for the rest of my life ever. ever. Anyways. Wow. Uh, anyways. Anyways. Uh, so I've been k- keeping track of just my straight up plays, not the parlays. All right. Yeah. Um, give me that. What are you looking at? What do you think that is? So it's, it's going to be 500. I've, it is. Yeah. So it's 57, 60 and two after basically a, whatever that was a two and 10 week straight up there. So, um, <laughs> oh, because you had money still lines. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, you had some still right there. Uh the money lines I put in there as well, pretty much. Um so I think it was about like two and twelve or or two and ten or something like that. Yeah, uh, not good, not good. Um, but anyway, still right at five hundred. So um just gotta write the ship. Two of the worst weeks I ever had in my life, unfortunately, this year in weeks one and whatever last week was, eleven. Eleven, yeah. Gotta bounce back. Um, you know what they say? I'm due. I would say you're due. Um, I mean, I will actually, actually, I'm going to throw out this disclaimer. Um, just take a week off. Maybe list, don't listen to anything I say, or just fade about the opposite. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens this week. Um, I'm on BC tonight. I told you that you said, Oh shit. Cause you realized you were on BC I'm tonight. On BC, like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we'll see how that goes and that'll <laughs> kind of decide maybe how this weekend. Yeah. They're go. down four. Did you take BC money line or plus three? Uh, I took them. I took the money line. Okay, you got greedy. I didn't get a three. I didn't get a three. Oh, you know what? I have plus two and a half, so they'll probably lose by three. Yeah, and yeah. We'll both lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw the two and a half. Yeah, they'll probably lose by one, and then I'll just have to deal with it. It's all good, though. <laughs> all right. Um, other notes here. So we didn't. Did we talk winners? You did take Georgia minus ten and a half. That won easily, and you took that Matman giveaway. That little Colorado State under. That was not a giveaway. I watched a lot of that because <laughs> it was fun to watch the ones that were winning. And uh, I sweated that out, man. That was not that was not a giveaway. There was a lot of points there at the end of that. Oh, there was yeah. a point where I thought I might lose every one. So that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Did Georgia start kind of slow? Nah, that one was like that one was like no doubter. Okay. Um. All right. Let me run through what I had. Um. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you here, uh, audience. I had a nice up three and a half unit week, but. That is mostly due to my Hawaii plays. So this is a rare turn of events. Absolute, absolute travesty. I got, I had the over there, which should have, should have hit. I'm just messing around. Air Force's QB goes down, Snake. Yeah, I had the over as well. Forgot to mention that. Yeah, uh, Air Force's QB did go down, which was nice because I did add some Hawaii plus seven sixty money line before kick. So that was okay. Sorry, I gotta cut you off. I mean. (laughs) That was the worst. That was the worst play of the year. That was the, I think them winning this game is the craziest shit of all time. It makes no sense. One by two. Air force air force has not lost in conference all year long. They're dominating everyone. And then they play Hawaii. Who's Uh, got how many mountain West? They got their air force got their shit rocked last week though. That was kind of a, Oh shit. What's happening here? moment um yeah no i'm no that is the craziest all right what about hawaii i also won hawaii plus 19 and a half what'd you think of that it's a good play nothing is yeah you deserve that one all right so hawaii was nice uh i had a couple money line sprinkles tcu four to one miami five to one both lost but both were fun they were kind of in contention and i also had both those teams to cover which they did um 
I did end up fading Penn State. I took that Michigan minus 10, so that doubly hurt. Messed up. Yeah, yeah, watching that game and then Michigan failing to cover by 10. Um, credit to Penn State's defense. That was incredible. Uh, I would be willing to guess Big Ten unders that involve Iowa, Wisconsin, and Rutgers have been extremely profitable because I keep betting them and I feel like I keep winning them. Um, yeah, I did, I did the Iowa-Wisconsin combo again, two for two. Well, that was, I mean, the rest of those Big Ten games were a lot of points, man. Yeah. Th- I mean, you picked the right two because, I mean, Indiana, Illinois, I was like, oh, that's going to be like 20, 20 to. I thought that as well. Yeah. yeah but uh, I should not have done that with Indiana because, yeah, Indiana's, I guess, not one of those teams. But I had that as well. So, yeah, that was a terrible bet. Um, Okay, <laughs> that's pretty much it. And then Pod Parlay. Went an abysmal one for three. I can't remember the last time that happened. Did you uh, Did you have the winning leg? I had Fresno, right? Yeah, I had the TCU plus 12 and a half, which is the winning leg, and it obviously covered with ease, but they also kind of waited. Yeah, right. they waited around yeah. the whole game to score 20 in the fourth quarter. They It looked like they were going to steal the game. Um, actually, I, didn't watch, I did not watch much of that. Okay, Actually, I don't know if I watched any of that. Quinn Ewers played the whole game. Uh, yes. And he's not playing this week, I guess. But yeah, he, he basically bailed them out because they got themselves way backed up at the end of this game. It was like third and long and he threw like a effort go deep ball, which he's very good at doing that. And the guy caught it down the left sideline. I did see that. That was the game. If that, if that pass goes incomplete, I'm telling you, TC wins that game. I'm positive. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, we can talk game notes then. Um, or just last week notes, I guess. Uh, I wanted to give you this. I saw Brennan Armstrong did win his first ever start yeah. post position. Change. I took I took that out. Uh, took that out of the official plays. Ah, damn. Yep. That yeah, that would cover. I did have that. Did have that one pegged. Granted, it was Wake Forest, but he did took he USC played. out of the official plays. Had that one pegged too. Oh. Yeah, they covered with ease too, huh? Um. Here's a note I have the I think the way the dominoes are falling in the ACC is the first time I've done this. I'm ready to admit to myself Florida State may run the table. They may go undefeated. Um yeah. I, I never I think- thought that would be remotely possible. They always seem to lose a couple they should not lose. It might not happen this year. It's just the way the stars are aligning. I don't know if Louisville's guaranteed that game but it's whatever 99% at this point I think they're going to play in that game I don't think Louisville is going to stop Florida State no I'm with you I think they look good I mean they don't have like you know the ZFP's got them at what five so you know their best win is LSU but LSU is no slouch I mean that's that's a good win uh they beat Clemson in Clemson I don't know if they deserve that one really either that one was kind of a weird one that could have went either uh, way. That's the thing is they've survived a couple like close yeah. calls. They're good. Um, you know, we waited all year for Georgia to lose. They're not going to lose either. They got Georgia Tech on deck after they whoop up on Tennessee this week. So yeah, so you're giving yeah, Tennessee um, like no chance. Then I like it. Um, yeah. Um, and then obviously we got this Oregon Washington thing going on, where Oregon's kind of become the heavy favorite to win the back. Pac 12. They're like a touchdown right. favorite in the Pac 12 title right. game. Yeah. I think I heard seven and a half, somebody said, which to me is like, that's insulting. It's getting there, but they just look so much better. And Washington just keeps like playing with fire. 
Uh, how about Texas? Are we ready to consider Texas running out. the table? I think they're out. They're they're losing again. You think if they win, oh, man, I don't know. They do have the best win. Sark said it. They did have the best win. They went to Alabama and beat Alabama. I think so. it's a little odd that it's what two weeks in a row Texas has done the old self implosion. It was Kansas State and then it was TCU and. The difference oh, is they actually yeah. won those games. Like every other year, they lose those. I feel like right, right. Good point. So I don't know. I don't know what Texas has left. Obviously, Iowa State this week, which is hard. And then, yeah. And then I think the last one's a layup. Let me check. I remember thinking if they got through, yeah, Texas Tech. That's not a layup. You never okay, know. Yeah, yeah. No, Texas Tech is frisky. Is it in Texas? Is it in uh wherever Lubbock? Unless that's a neutral, it's in Austin. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's in Austin. So, pretty much, I mean, Iowa State is scarier than Texas Tech. Uh, oh, Jalen Milrow, three TD passes, three TD runs. I thought that was pretty wild. It's pretty cool. And then I, that was kind of jaw dropping. And then I saw the Jaden Daniels stat. Did you see that one? Only player ever with. 600 yards, a total offense. 600 or yards, threw for 370, ran for 230. Also scored five, t- accounted for five. Did you five watch series. that game? He was constantly just bombing no, it to somebody or just streaking <laughs> wide open down. I, I saw There's that. No one around. I saw that sprint he put on like up the left sideline. I mean, that guy. Yeah. yeah he's I fast. mean, what time did I text you last night? I just said, hey, I got to get, I got to get in on this more because it just feels like he's going to win the Heisman. Yeah, I, lo- I love where we're at with Bo Nix, um, but. I feel like I feel like Jane Daniels is only going to be the only one that could steal. It's it from just me. funny that it's we're basically hedging Bo Nix with Jaden Daniels, and we're just ignoring the fact that the guy that always burns us could still <laughs> burn us. Yeah, no, he could, but I just he's already burned me enough, and what's a little bit more at this point? <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I have the Northwestern coach. So I got the official job yesterday. I've been kind of sleeping on this. These guys are sitting at five and five, and they just beat Wisconsin by two TDs. This is playoff. Is it, or this is is it the most postseason push? Is this the most impressive thing you've ever seen or heard? <laughs> uh, I'd say I'd say Jim Mora at six and six last year was number one, uh, and then I like one A, and I'd say this is one B. Him having the boys at five. And yeah, five. I had to look up his that name team again. Was bad. Yeah. Yeah. David Braun. David Braun. I think their win total was like one and a half, right? So. Yeah. Uh, this guy was the North Dakota State defensive coordinator, and I'm talking like 12 months ago. So now he's right. the head coach of right. Northwestern. That's pretty right. cool. Yeah. Well, that was that's why he got the job. You know that, right? Because like they had to basically promote someone, and they couldn't promote anybody within the program. So he was the new guy. So they're like, all right, I guess it's got to be you. Oh, I did default. not realize that. So it yeah. was a default yeah. thing like because he was yes. not involved. Yes. Because yes. he, well, he got that's what common sense told me. I don't have much of that. Though. Yeah. He probably got there in like the summer or something. Well, no, he would have got there before that. He got there in the spring or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Probably got there in spring or winter or spring or whatever. Yeah. He saw a little bit of towel whipping, but like nothing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't see that, a uh, naked laps or anything. Y- yeah. What was it called? Yeah. Actually, shouldn't <laughs> joke. About, shouldn't joke about such serious allegations. It is, yes. Uh, it's like all the ex players that were. Um, how do I say this? Like on the wrong side of things are suing the university. And then it's also like Pat Fitzgerald is also suing the university. 
Everyone's suing. They're yes. getting hit from both angles. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, anything else? Big picture thoughts? Anything? No, nah, we already talked about Penn State probably more than we need to. Yeah, go but, ahead. Anything Anything left in the tank on Penn State? I guess we'll yeah. preview the Rutgers game. If you yeah, I got two, qu- two, quick, two quick takes. All right. I still remember being at the Wisconsin game in 2021. That first like game after the pandemic, we were there. It was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And Penn State laid a goose egg in the first half, zero points. First thought, are we sure Mike Yursich is the guy? Got the answer uh, two and a half years later. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, also never good when you're entering the fourth quarter and, uh, Kinger and I were totaling up all the completions in our head. We could remember all the completions. All of them. Basically. Wow. And then I, and then I threw out there, Oh, don't forget Katron completed one. So we threw that in there as well. It's um, like and if you're counting four up yards, yeah. Yeah. If you're counting up completions, uh, heading into the fourth quarter, trying to beat the, uh, number whatever team in the country not good yeah uh, you know what's funny about that is i'm sure rough. i wasn't the only guy thinking this but i remember when katron threw that pass my first thought was holy shit if you need to do that in order to get the yard and correct. a half or whatever it is we are out of bullets like correct this correct. guy is terrible. that's a great that is a great take good that's it yeah i like that um moving on though uh, we're moving on All right. now, i told him actually i think i was on on this podcast after the ohio state game basically saying I'm not going to panic until we lose to Michigan. Well, we've we've lost to Michigan, so I've panicked. I've thrown in the towel. I I don't know what I that don't defensive know. performance. I, I don't know what to think. that defensive performance was pretty cool though. Like they also came out fired up. There was no flatness involved. Like, Just a couple. Uh, the difference in the game felt like there was a couple third downs where Michigan dialed up. Just an amazing play. The Edwards TD, and then uh, the McCarthy like third and eleven run. Uh, just yeah that was nice they just knew what they were gonna get around the right side yeah yeah they just like moved uh they like sent one guy in motion just watched like the safety just move it was they knew what they were doing it's just like that was cool how they kept picking yeah. up on our like liability at linebacker too and just running at him elston was just like i guarantee we can we can kind of tee off on this guy and he'll miss it he'll miss a read <laughs> <It's good laughs> yeah. this hole. yeah um yeah that's not, yeah that's that's plenty of that though um also <laughs> Uh, I've contemplated throwing this in juicy gossip. It's not really juicy gossip. It's just like uh, one of the wilder things, I guess, of the weekend. Did you happen to catch that someone uh, took a video of Arkansas at the ha- at halftime and the team was watching Polar Express? No, I'm not aware of this. It's probably Photoshop, man. It is not Photoshopped. Basically, uh, Sam Pittman had to like apologize for it. He said he didn't even know there was a TV in there. I think it's like an overflow sort of locker room where like the team's in the big one and then there's like, I don't know, it must have some extra room in like another one and there's a TV in there. And for whatever reason, I don't know what they were watching on, watching what channel they would have been watching, but Polar Express was on. And someone must have taken out their phone and just like, taped like a couple guys sitting there just staring at the screen. They weren't like intently probably watching like, Polar what, Express, what's going but it's on a bad on look. TV. Yeah. yeah, it's a bad look. It's a very bad look. Polar so Express been... is hilarious though. A kid's yeah, Christmas movie. Yeah. Something about, yeah, <laughs> something about that that makes it even funnier. And I think there was like a statement from uh, Sam Pittman. Um, I don't know if he actually apologized for them watching the movie or if like he apologized for like the kid like taping them sitting there uh like using his phone during the game you know what i mean um one of yeah. the two but uh mistake it's pretty wild had no idea well you know i 
I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. Uh, Griff telling me he's on the hot seat, Sam Pittman, which I guess would make sense. Is that guy going to get fired? Seems like he was doing great just like a year ago. Yeah, I think the problem is... Polar Express? Yeah, that doesn't help. I think they're what, Snake? Three and eight? I think they're three, no, three, three and, and seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah, so they basically, if they could have just... They beat Florida. If they could have won out, got into a bowl game, maybe you could salvage something. But at this point, it just feels like they're in a free fall. I mean, they just lost uh, Auburn at home by, what, what did I tell you? 35 points or something? Yeah. I love I love that play. Man, that's rough. Um, They got the, they got a Kenny Guyton running the offense now, Arkansas. Oh, I don't know him. And yeah, uh, he was like Ohio State QB. Kenny Guyton. He used to start. He definitely played at one point, but yeah, they hung like the beat Florida hung like 40 oh, some yeah. points. So I just loved him at home with Auburn coming to town. Thought that would, thought that would work out well, but yeah, uh, freeze that did factor. not work out well. Freeze factor, Trav. Uh, Kenny Guyton's young. I don't, I don't remember that guy. 32. Um, all right. Uh, week 12 slate. We're going to get right back into Penn state here. So Rutgers, uh, as per usual, let me get the live lines up here. But Rutgers is traveling to Penn State. Uh, we're looking at 20 and a half about now. So, and a low total of 40 and a half. Uh, you're probably still more optimistic on Penn State than me. So, you can kick it off. Do you, do you have a play in this game? I mean, that seems like an absurd amount of points, but I, I go back <laughs> to my you, the coach is gone. We got the new coach in there. It's like a, Feels like uh, we all got nothing to lose around here. I was just trying to see what their Penn State's team total is. I might just play that. Uh, just maybe we'll get some pick sixes or some scooping scores and stuff. Should I'm just be pretty play. simple. It should be about thirty because they- yeah. Wow, good call. Yeah, thirty and a half. So I'll just play that. That seems Over- like so many points to score on Rutgers. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I actually made my play full disclosure before I realized Rutgers lost 22 to nothing. I just kind of knew Iowa was playing and was going to go under. And then I'd never like, it didn't click in my brain. Like, Oh wait, that was Rutgers and they scored zero points. But um, yeah, spoiler alert. I'm going to be on Rutgers here. Uh, I don't think you can underestimate just how badly, like sometimes Penn state sits in this spot when they're demoralized and the season's over and it's just like the ones you don't see coming. Um, made a quick list here. Uh, even this year, actually, I mean, we did go nail biter with Indiana post Ohio state loss. There was zero reason for that to happen. 2021 was obviously that nine OT game that was fresh off the Iowa loss. Uh, I don't know what to do with the COVID year, but, that was kind of the same gist. We lost to Indiana in week one, and we just like never recovered from that. 2018, uh, we lost to a bad Michigan State team after collapsing against Ohio State. And then 2017, you can repeat exactly what I just said. Lost to Michigan State after yeah. collapsing against Ohio State. Yeah, I don't want to do this, but money is green. And I think 19. I took 19 and a half points with Rutgers. I think that's just a little too many. I, I'm guessing Penn State will win and they'll probably start flat and it'll probably be like a three point game at the half. That's my guess. Right, I'm going to audible my pick. I won't get cute with the team total points. I'm just going to take them to cover. 
I just don't know if Rutgers is going to score a lot of points. Yeah, Rutgers shouldn't really score at all. I'm just... Penn State's a wild card. Anywhere between 14 and 45 seems like in play. I think I would almost be angry if Penn State started handing the ball off and getting six yards a carry. I don't know if they'll do that either. Because I've been waiting for that for 10 games and they haven't done it Yeah, we've been waiting for that since like Noah Kane used to do that, what, three years ago? So, yeah. Right. I guess these guys, well, these guys Singleton ran, last year. Yeah, they ran the ball well yeah. last year at times. Yeah. So. Um, they ran the ball yeah. pretty well last week, for what it's worth. Yeah, I guess just kind of got away from it again. Yeah, just got away from it. Yeah. Um, did you see the point where Penn State had run the ball uh, on 12 straight first downs? Yeah, I did see that. That was take, he's taking yeah. a lot of Well, I got to keep him guessing. <laughs> got to keep him guessing. I think the funniest part is like, you could kind of tell who didn't watch the game. Like if you listen to sports media this week and they're like, Michigan ran the ball so well that they never had to pass. It was like, not really like the fourth quarter. I feel like we were just stuffing them and it was, they're running the ball because they know we can't score. So it's yeah, just like other, run it and punt it back. The other craziness was that like you had on the first like drive of the game, Blake Corum fumbles the ball. There's like three Penn State guys standing there. Oh, and nobody like gets kicked back underneath him. And then Drew Aller fumbles the ball like where you think like almost like he would be the only person standing there as some Michigan guys falling. It comes underneath him like, man, that's like two like tough breaks where it felt like, uh, you know, in a one score game, essentially. Um, Yeah, a couple of tough swings. Yeah. Yeah. uh, A couple couple tough ones, but it's all good. I, I think I'm less I think I'm less upset. But I think I'm less discouraged in the team than you are. It's really hard to be like all amped up for that and how things kind of shook out, kind of shook out like how everyone thought it was going to shake out, except for me, maybe. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll kind of see how things go. Yeah. I guess we need to see who's going to be running the offense next year so I can get optimistic again. And we have to see what it's going to look like this week. Um, and then who do we play last week? Michigan State, right? And that like neutral field. That's in Detroit or something. Is it a Friday? Black Friday. I'm gonna go ahead and oh, pencil, Black Friday, I'm yeah. gonna pencil that in as a dub. So I think this. Oh, is, this is. Thought you're going the other way. No, and I'll say that's a guarantee. So as long as we get this one, I guess we're getting to ten wins. All right. Um, another noon game here, Louisville at Miami, and we've got some line movement going on. I know Louisville was a slight favorite, and at this point, I'm uh, gonna. I'm I'm ready to pull the trigger here. Um, I got. I have a play. Yeah, so Miami is the one-point favorite at this time, it looks like, and total is 46.5. What's the play? Okay, the play, I, well, I got it this morning, and they were catching a point and a half. Uh, I got I got Miami. Uh, I mean, it's November 16th, and like, granted, they've only had four chances to do it, but Louisville still hasn't covered a non-home game. So, Ooh, good stat. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I like that. Um, Tyler Van Dyke has announced it's the starter. I don't know if that affected the game whatsoever. He has not been good in his defense. It seems like he's just injured every single week. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, Louisville cannot cover on the road, but Miami's home field advantage is also essentially nothing. I, I don't think you're going to have a lot of pop in there this week, especially. Um, and Louisville's defense has been just like oddly good. They're not playing the best offenses, but that worries me a little bit. I don't even really like Miami in the game. 
nothing's really telling me Miami can win, but the the line is telling me Miami's going to win. So that's I went that route as well. I just took the money line. Uh, I guess whenever I bet this thing, the best I could get was minus one ten. But I would have liked to have been catching the point and a half. But well, yeah. So that's what I kind of ended up doing. Snake is I had minus one ten for the money line, or I could take Miami plus one and a half for um, a little bit of extra juice. So I I actually went extra juice, but very small, and it's plus one and a half. To me, that's justifying it. That's not like buying a point. That's yeah. buying. I bought like two points, technically two and a half points, actually. So yeah, I'm with um, you. Yeah, uh, uh, I do see tickets are seven dollars here, so I don't think the uh, Hard Rock is going to be jamming. And it's did at noon. There's uh, gonna be no juice in there, man. Did you catch ticket prices for the pit game? It was like three or five or one. It's down to one. Yeah, I texted a couple guys beforehand, and I said over under three thousand people in the stands tonight, which is another reason I kind of liked BC. But uh, last I looked, they're still down. Yeah, but that's that's incredible. That's two and eight pit on Thursday night, I guess, man. Oh no, BC's up. It's twelve ten. I looked. Oh, up. I don't like that snake. <laughs> Why is it twelve to ten? Because they're reviewing this guy's touchdown reception oh this is wild oh man he caught it and then it got broken up they might be taking it off the board tbd thanks thanks for that Uh, they're looking at it all right utah travels to arizona and who would have thought a couple weeks ago this is a one point line and arizona is actually favored totals 46 and a half uh i can go first on this one I've said it a few times on here now. I'll say it again. I think Utah is like an unexpected over team. Uh, I got four of the last five have went over. Basically, if you have a semi-decent offense and you're playing Utah and you're pushing them to score, for whatever reason, it seems like they can also <laughs> score. Uh, both these teams involved in 65-point games last weekend. I know Arizona's been bad on the overs, but I'm going to try it. Over 44 and a half. God, I like that a lot. Uh, I think my first thought when I woke up this morning after I looked across the board and had absolutely no idea who to play was, I think Utah wins this game. I'm not going to bet it, uh, but I think Utah finds a way to win this game. Everything in the world tells me we just watched Arizona beat multiple ranked teams in a row. Three? Four? I don't know. Uh, so they're kind of due to cool off. You're saying, yeah, they got through Washington state who was 19, man, they played Washington and USC tight. And those were top 10 teams at the time. Then they beat Washington state, beat Oregon state, beat UCLA. Yeah. So, I mean, survived I Colorado last Lo- week. Logic tells you Arizona wins this game. I went two and 14 last week. So yeah, I'm going to take you to, I, uh, I, this is not an official play, but, I'll lean Utah. All right. A Utah lean. Um, man, Arizona is also five and two in the pack 12. That's kind of crazy. All right. Uh, Georgia at Tennessee. I've kind of stated our feelings on this game, but go ahead. Give me your Georgia pick. I assume. Yes. Yeah, Snakes. So I got six straight wins versus Tennessee, uh, by five, 14 points at least 14 points and five of those six straight wins by at least 23 points 
This that feels like Tennessee's – I mean, it's not like one of their shittier teams, but kind of, right? I mean, they're definitely – Oh, Tennessee is were, not good. They were definitely yeah. overrated. They're yeah. not that good. Um, I just – I think Georgia takes care of business. I understand it's, it's – in. is it in Knoxville? Yeah, the catch? but I've seen this, I think, the last three years in a row now. It is – you get in there. It's going to be scary for about three minutes. It's the Super Bowl. It's the loudest stadium you've ever heard. And then shit just kind of cools off. Like Georgia they punches the them in the mouth a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. This feels like 45 to 10. I agree. Yeah. Uh, for the record, Georgia's favored by 10 right now. And the total is 58 and a half. Uh, yeah. I, Tennessee. Like you said, I think that's pretty much a middle of the pack SEC school. I think that quarterback is middle of the pack as well. Um, I'll throw it out there too, Snake. Uh, the fact that I'm getting in on this is like completely unnecessary. Absolute serious units on a future Tennessee under eight and a half wins. <laughs> this would be their fourth loss. Um, yeah, you don't need so to touch this one. Don't need it, but I'm doing it anyways, I guess. So, Trying to yeah. make up some ground. Yeah. 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 You're going to. You're going to want the Georgia win because I think Tennessee has Vanderbilt to close things out. Um, Correct. Correct. That seems like one they'll get. (laughs) They do seem like they'll get that. Uh, I also think this game probably goes over 58 and a half as well, but I'm just going to play dogs and hopefully, I don't know if that's game of the week, but if it is, I'll be looking to add to that with some boosts on these sports books as well. I'm just going to keep playing dogs minus 10. All right. Big 10 action. Uh, Big Ten West implications, Illinois at Iowa. Iowa's favored by three, totals 31 and a half. I feel like that's been the total the last like three or four games for Iowa now. I guess that one week it had 20-something, but. Yeah, I think it's uh, six straight under 40 or something like that. Wow, and five Iowa unders have hit in a row. Correct, Uh, eight and two on unders overall. So, yeah, um, spoiler alert. (laughs) <laughs> just play the don't don't look at anything just play the no. play the team play the we, number we, we talk about this under 35 and it seems like every week i bring it up and the number just keeps getting higher and higher it feels like that a total where it's under 35 has wins it's just the service academy thing 12 and one they don't uh, make them crazy like that yeah they can't make them low enough like they can't put like a 22 out there i guess I don't know why they I guess can't. they physically can't. I mean, Iowa doorstep last week to hit the over. Yeah, that was close. Yeah, um, to hit uh, 29 or whatever. I had that as rec play, by the way, over 28 or something like that. So, um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> loser. Yeah, yeah, could ease it. Uh, also, a little scary, I guess, if Illinois scored 48 last week, but. I mean, this is Iowa. I think just throw, throw everything just out. not going to matter. Yeah. And I'll throw this out there. I don't know if you saw Cooper. Cooper DeGene got hurt. Oh, the foot in practice. I'm I'm going to go hot take here and say that that to me takes a punt return out of play. I think that's like less points. <laughs> I think that means I think that's a I think that's like favoring favoring the under. Yeah, that was probably worth a few points if he's not playing. I agree. That guy's good. Uh, what else was I going to tell you? Um, oh, I saw it. Iowa is like 18 to 1 to win the Big Ten, and I almost just took that for the hell of it. Yeah, don't get ridiculous. They just lost to, what, North 
Northwest? No, Minnesota. Does it matter? Yeah, yeah. No, don't waste. That's just you're just burnt. You're just lighting money on fire. You don't think you'll be able to hedge eighteen to one when they get to the? Uh, yeah, I guess maybe. Snake, it's probably going to be three TDs. Yeah, it's just they're not going to be plus eighteen hundred to win that game. I don't think. No, there's no be, way they're, they're going to be, be like plus. they're going to be like five to one. No, eight to one at least. If it's Ohio State, I would take five or six to one or something. Right, you have fun with that. Let me know how that works out. <laughs> All right, someone timestamp. <laughs> at least this. you're at least you're thinking hedge. I thought you were just thinking just straight up. Why can they not do it? Sort no. of. No. Why not? Why not us? <laughs> no. Uh, all right. ACC ball. North Carolina at Clemson. Man, I wish I ha- wasn't banned from Clemson. This is getting juicy. I, I might think- do it. I might <laughs> do it for us. <laughs> you know what? Am I really banned from no. Clemson? No, they want. They did it last week, and and I knew they were gonna. I knew they were gonna cover two TDs last week. They look good again. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they covered the week before and, that too. And that line tells me they're gonna win by like twenty. They're favored by seven and a half. Against North Carolina and the total is fifty eight and a half. That's oh, I a get you huge seven number, too. right? Seven still on the board. Uh, I saw seven this morning. Yeah, it's probably out there. I'm only looking at the one book. Uh, Clemson also won this game by thirty last year. That's that was kind of shocking. I forgot about that. Also shocking. The tickets are like fifteen dollars. What's going on there? Everybody gave up on Dabo. I don't know. Um, Yeah, seen seven and a half as well. Makes me wonder what we're missing. (laughs) Um, I I'll I'll tell you my gut when I first saw it is under, 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 under. Like really? I I just don't think you would see. Like I I just feel like it's a different offense this year. Well, they're yeah. Running back's been really I good. feel like Clemson's I feel like Clemson's D is legit. This feels like twenty to seventeen. All right. What about the fact that Duke just scored a bunch of points on Clemson? Twenty four no, it's like it's like twenty seven seventeen. That's what it feels like to me. Um how about Duke scoring a bunch of points on UNC? Or UNC, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's goes back to like I don't think Clemson's offense is electric. Uh, forty some last week, right? It looked like something's clicking, but it's also looked like something's clicked it's better three times. It's better. It's hard to just like completely ignore uh seventeen points against Wake Forest at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, seventeen against NC. State, I don't know why 20, I'm fighting it. Twenty man. against Miami. I don't know. Uh, seven and a half. I actually don't think I. I might be sitting this. No, game yeah, out. I'm out. I, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out completely on that. Seven and a half. Yeah, there was a six and a half earlier in the week. That was I should have just done it. Okay. I think I'm going to sit that out. That was just going to, if I play something that's recreational, I was actually leaning over. So TBD. So that was undramatic, but no plays there. All right. Uh, big 10 or big 12, <coughs> Kansas state at Kansas, Kansas state favored by it's either seven or eight. No, now it's nine and a half. Wow. Does that mean Kansas quarterback is not playing? Oh, that's a little concerning because I took it today, presuming that he was playing. Same here. I took Kansas plus eight yesterday because Lance Leipold pretty much said he is playing. That would be something that you would say um, to throw off the other team. But I mean, it was like a head injury or something. Those feel like 
Yeah, but completely he kept playing arbitrary. in the game. That's what I'm saying. It he feels got, completely arbitrary. Like, he definitely got concussed, and then he was still playing. So I don't it's know. crazy how, like, so Jalen Daniels is, like, made of glass, and then this guy <laughs> is, I don't know what he, I don't know what he would well, be Well, I mean, of. this guy, um, this guy looks like he's six foot five and 180 pounds. Cheap so. ass card. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not good. Um, but if that man plays, I think Kansas, if he plays, they win. Yes. I think Kansas yeah. wins if yeah. he plays. I'm my sprinkle money line. It just, it's not going to make any sense. I'll throw this out there too for you, Snake. Um, if we're in this together right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I already took so, my Kansas plus eight. So I don't I look. I, I, I looked at the ZFB rankings. That's my official rankings. This is a higher ranked team at home catching points. And the number for you to know here is zero. And that is the number of wins Kansas State has versus power five opponents with a winning record. Zero. They have not beat a winning power five team yet this whole year. How's that? Possible? So like, so they're scoring like 40 points, but it's like, dude, them beating up like TCU, Houston, that, Texas yeah, Tech. I just, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't need it. So Troy. it's or it's just it's not doing it for me. So I, I I just keep telling myself too, man. Kansas just has to keep it close. They don't even have to win this game. Yeah, just keep it within a TD. Yeah. Uh, so that yeah, I like it. At, I, mean. I like it at night as well. Um, did you know that they're on a fourteen-game losing streak? The Kansas State. They'd never win this game, like ever. Yeah, I don't even. I don't think I care about that either. I just need like. Whatever, keep eight it and a half, I got yeah. it at. Yeah, just keep it close. You don't even have to win. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, but I agree wholeheartedly with if the Jason Bean guy plays, I think that's his spot to like play spoiler here. Knock out a Big 12 contender. That seems I mean, perfect. we watched him beat Oklahoma. Dude, we watched him beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma is good, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't know. To me, if Jason Bean plays in this game, eight and a half points seems like a steal. My thought when I took the eight and a half points was he's going to play and this thing's going to be at six and a half in like 48 hours. That was my thought. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of with you there, but uh, shocker, it moved away from us. All right. <laughs> Don't like that. Back Pac-12, Washington at Oregon State. Talked about this a little bit earlier. This line seems like it's moving a little bit, but it's still Oregon State favored by one and total 62 and a half. Um, Oregon State at home here, so that is... Seems to be a key detail because it's been kind of the tale of two different uh, tapes, like home and away with Oregon State. So to me, that's a line. It's looking at me dead in the eyes. It's saying, hey, don't be stupid. Oregon State's going to win this game. Um, This was actually a three-point Washington victory last year and a three-point Oregon State victory in 2021. Looking at uh, rates of covering here, Oregon State is 4-1 and one against the spread at home this year. And I like the fact that Washington has failed to cover in three of the last four, which is exactly what it's felt like. Uh, they've just been, like I said earlier, they've been playing with fire. I think they finally get burned here. Um, I have great news. I had a rule where I couldn't bet against Washington, but that has officially expired because the <laughs> win total... Is it's, 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 it is officially ruled as a loss, like that's ten wins done. Yeah, they have ten, 10 wins. wins, so it's expired. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. off the table. I can bet against Washington again. I'm gonna do it. Um, I have a pretty bad number, but it's still okay. I took Oregon State minus two and a half. I think I took it like two days ago. Um, side note: Oregon State not having a conference next year just 
continues to make less and less sense. I don't understand. I don't know where you throw them in, though. That's the problem. You throw them in the Big 12? Sure. Why, why not? Anyone could take them. The Big 10 could take two more. Yeah, that's the catch, though. Then you got to take Washington State. They're not making any money for you. It's a money thing, man. It's not like it's not like they're like, oh, Oregon State sucks. We don't want them. It's well, like, no, they're just not going to bring Oregon State profit. tickets are selling for like $200 to this game, I think. So people in okay, Oregon State well, care. Um, Yeah, this is a stay away game for me personally. Feels like Oregon State should win this game. Uh, I think I saw something absolutely nuts about them against the spread at home snake. I think it was six and uh, so four and one this year, you mentioned, but you're missing six and oh at home last year, six and oh the year before. So, yeah, 16 and one um, against the spread at home. That's like, I mean, does this game, does this game also Uh, get nuts and go for like 80 points again? I mean, in my head, I picture every game in Corvallis as low scoring because I watched USC like really struggle there last year. But I don't think that's the case, like at all. Um, they played. Let's see. I'm trying to look at some of these games. Like, yeah, actually, I don't know. These home games are pretty low scoring. Um, I got San Diego State with 35 points. Utah 28 points. UCLA. I think I had that under. Yeah, oh yeah, that cost us dearly. That was the 60. <laughs> um, then I had Colorado. 30, what is that? 45. So uh, pretty low scoring in general. Oh, no, no, sorry. That one was at Colorado. Oh, Stanford, they scored 62 points last week. So last week had, oh, my God, 79. So, yeah. Uh, last. So basically the last two home games have had 60 and 79. Before that, pretty low scoring. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I was kind of thinking over might be the safest play here. If I had to play with something just from the standpoint of, it feels like you touched on this with Utah earlier. It feels like Oregon state's just going to score as many as Washington does. It feels like it's yeah, going to be close. Weirdly like their and defense I think Washington is good. scores like 30 some, right? So um, what did you get for a total? 62 and a half right now. Okay. Yeah. So I'll say it's 70 plus. I don't know. That's my gut says. All right. So you kind of like the over if anything. All right. Um, Last one, last big game, Texas at Iowa State. Uh, is that 8 p.m.? Texas favored by seven and a half. Totals 46 and a half. I think I heard on a podcast that Texas traditionally struggles in this game, so I did kind of go back and look that up. And yeah, I, I was kind of shocked to learn Iowa State has beaten Texas three of the last four years. Like, I don't even remember those games. Iowa State's also covered the last three years in a row. Um, maybe even weirder, Texas is one and four against the spread in the last five games after that great start, and Iowa State is four and one against the spread in their last five, and they had a terrible start. So these teams are just trending in different directions. I think if Iowa State muddies up the game and they keep it close, um, yeah, it could be like a low-scoring affair sort of thing. That's probably the way I ultimately lean, and I'm almost even more comfortable with Texas winning by like 20 points and Iowa State just not really scoring. I'm going to take the under 47. Might be 46.5 now. but 
I think I love that. I think I'm going to steal it for you, and I think I'm going to steal it from you and play it right this second before it moves. Um, didn't even cross my mind. Just so perplexed by this seven and a half number. You mentioned that Quinn Ewers is not playing. Is that official? I just can't find anything about that. Yeah, he's not playing. The Richardson Dreadlocks is playing. What's his name? Malik Malik Murphy. Yeah, why did I think his name was Richardson? Malik Murphy's playing. Okay, that's official. So he played the whole game and he's not going to play. He Quinn Ewers injured his shoulder low key or something. Okay, I don't know. My is, gut Malik, says, is Malik Murphy good? Uh, he looked good at times, and then at the end of the Kansas State game, he looked like Taquan Roberson in that game <laughs> against Iowa a few years ago. He was just scared. throwing. He was just throwing the ball to Kansas State. It was bizarre. I, I'm going to say that if is this line seven and a half still? That's what ESPN bet says. Every single thing I read about Quinn Ewers is basically, if you type in his name, it's basically he's contemplating coming back for 2024. It says nothing about Iowa State. No one cares. Um, I, I think if I think if I wake up on game day and this moves to six and a half, I think I'll take Texas to cover. As of now, this is a no play for me as far as the spread goes. Adding the under for this game uh, might I, go double units. I don't know if I had a dream, but I. 100% read that the kid hurt his shoulder again and he's not playing this week. <laughs> I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, him deciding he's coming back to school is really screwing things up here. I I would agree. And he's not. It's just like there's talk that he might come back to school. I think he just made this Let up. Let me type in shoulder. <laughs> type in uh, dream too. What in the world? To return set. So, I mean, he did have the, obviously had a hurt shoulder. Uh, this is, I'm perplexed. I can't find it either. <laughs> uh, let me just check this one site that actually attempts to go injury report and just see what it says. What, what is that site again? I, I look at this odd shark thing. And I have no idea if it's accurate, but it'll just list injuries at the bottom. <laughs> is um, Garrett Schrader on there? He's he's just questionable every single week. Was that ESPN had him like with a red dot next to his name, just ready? Damn, they, Quinn Ewer's name's not even listed here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think he just came up with that. I think I like Texas even more. If this moves to six and a half on game day, I would probably be inclined, almost like mandatory, to play that. I can't take Iowa State seriously. I should. Now you just gave me the numbers that I should, but I don't think I can. I think Iowa State is still technically alive in the Big 12, too. Oh, man, I'm glad you said that. So Max Olson sent out a tweet that was basically said if all the home Big 12 teams win, there would be an eight-way tie for second place with uh, – or would it be eight-way tie for first place, I guess? Everyone has two losses. Yeah. Eight-way tie for first place. That'd be cool. Yeah, and it's some stretches, obviously. Iowa State, um, I think West Virginia's got to beat somebody maybe. I don't know, but 
you know, um, that would be wild. Yeah. Big 12 is going to be, it's got some weird tiebreaker too, snake. Like not what the big 10 has. Uh, yeah, it's like head to head, but then it goes, uh, I can't, I can't even remember. Andy Staples was talking about it today. Not, not, not big 10. Not like that. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so that's the last I still feel good about my pick. Under 47. Thank me later when um, Quinn Ears does not trot out there. I think I must have just got inside I just info. don't know if he's going to try. I mean, they just scored, what, 20-some on TCU? I, I just don't think they need to score a lot of points here to win. So Yeah, Iowa State's been scoring against some bad offenses, but make of that what you I'm will. Just, I'm just trying to picture Iowa State's line pushing Texas around, and it's that's hard to take seriously. So Yeah. Uh, they scored 45 on BYU. That's what I saw just last week. Okay. Uh, other, no, true. other picks. I have mine pulled up. I'll just go. Uh, I'll try and go quick. I have this Thursday night game as we speak. BC plus two and a half at Pitt. Um, kind of already talked about that. I thought it was a wrong team as favorite situation. Friday night, I like uh, Colorado at. Uh, Washington State over 63 and a half. That one just feels like it could explode for 80, like with relative ease. Um, Colorado was just in a 65-point game. Wazoo was in an 80-point game. Cam Ward, Shadour Sanders. I feel like this is kind of their place to shine here. I like Northwestern Moneyline Sprinkle. Plus 130 at home against Purdue. Uh, that is an 11 a.m. or Big Ten Network. So that just seems perfect. Uh, maybe even a little like Pam Ward on the call or something. Maybe she quits ESPN and calls this one. Hawaii plus 14 and a half at Wyoming. Uh, Hawaii is scorching hot. They're getting two TDs in a hook. So that seems fairly simple. Virginia plus four hosting Duke. This seems just like a great spoiler spot for Virginia to knock off a Duke team that was, you know, looking terrific all year. Um, also, a weekly reminder, Riley Leonard, that guy actually does kind of suck. His mom might be on to something. UNLV plus three and a half at Air Force. Air Force is reeling. Uh, you can make all the excuses you want for Air Force. That team is not moving in the right direction. I don't know why UNLV can't win this game. Nine and one against the spread this year. They're getting three and a half here. Uh, USC minus five and a half hosting UCLA. I made this pick before I saw the Chip Kelly thing, but I think I'm still fine with it. Before I knew that, I thought this was basically a must-win game for Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly because they're probably both not feeling terrific right now. Uh, you think about it, USC's lost four of the last five games, which is crazy. Um, and then UCLA just lost to both Arizona schools. Both these teams need it. I don't know if Chip Kelly factor actually makes them win, um, but I think I still like USC by a touchdown. Uh, Virginia Tech. Who is Virginia Tech playing? I got to come back to that one. All I know is I like Virginia Tech. I also like Nebraska plus six at Wisconsin. Uh, Big Ten West is everything's a coin flip over there, and I've got a team getting six points so that seems fairly straightforward virginia tech is favored against nc state um by two and a half points i think they're gonna yeah i think they'll have no problem winning this game 
I think they win this game and they earn bowl eligibility as well. All right, no NFL plays, no UFC plays. That's it. <laughs> cool. I like loved like half of those. I uh, hated the other half. Um, I'll run through mine here real quick. Keep in mind, this is a back to the back to the drawing board week for me. N- no gut plays. Tried to literally just play numbers strictly for all of them because <laughs> I'm not gut uh, plays. Was was last week gut plays for the most part? Uh, gut plays with like kind of being like rationalized with um yeah you know, some numbers. I like doing that. Yeah, making a pick and, and then looking uh, for my justification. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Didn't work out. Anyways. Uh, let's get crazy here. I got, uh, army versus coastal under 43 points. What you need to know about this game snake this is a non-conference matchup. Okay. Coastal is playing James Madison next week. James Madison, obviously ineligible for the Sunbelt East, but uh, coastal, uh, if they win is in, I guess. Um, so this week against army means nothing. Uh, army on the other hand, four and six looking to win out to make a bowl game. I think they might. I think Army might just win this game. I don't know if Coastal shows up and tries to, to, to uh, actually um, win this game. I don't even really care who wins this game. I'm just going to take the under. I don't know if either team like. Uh, I got Army at 11.8 points per game since September 23rd. A couple shutouts in there. Yeah. I just I don't picture either team scoring a lot of points. I Should have be a mich- m- moving clock as well. Yeah. Of Michigan minus 19 versus Maryland. I know there's some sort of phenomenon like the week before the game. These guys don't show up. I don't think I care. Michigan's 4-0 against the spread on the road. And they're covering by more than 18 points per game, like over their projection. I mean, we just watched Penn State play Maryland. Then we watched Penn State play Michigan. I think we know what's going to happen here. I'm just, I'm not going to overthink this one. Michigan to cover 19 points. Uh, I have Jacksonville State versus Louisiana Tech under 55 and a half. Jacksonville State has hit every under in all five of their home games and Louisiana Tech has only hit uh, one over in their five road games. So, just playing a number there. <laughs> one more under to throw at you. I have Navy versus East Carolina. It's a, a 31 and a half point total. I'm just I'm just playing all any point total under 35, I'm just playing the under. Don't yeah. Team A, Team B, don't care. East Carolina looks like they have not scored points this year, like at all. Did we talk, last pick, I already hate this, did we talk Oklahoma State, Houston? I don't think we did. I'm just going to throw out Oklahoma State's performance last week. I don't know what that was. I probably shouldn't completely ignore it, but I did watch a lot of the Houston game because I had my, I basically just doubling, tripling, quadrupling down, trying to salvage something there with Houston. They're bad. They lost by 10 points to Cincinnati. Uh, Oklahoma State's still battling for a Big 12 championship birth spot here, Snake. So, yeah, they have uh, that just, nice tiebreaker with Oklahoma, but it, it felt like it felt like Houston was like a squad of dead men walking, and then their coach is the warmest of all warm bodies. I, I like Oklahoma State to bounce back. Uh, minus six and a half, too. That's a nice number. Yeah, good number. Okay, I saw that Oklahoma State game and it just. Automatic stay away after that last week thing. They couldn't run the ball, right? 12 carries, 25 yards, and UCF was supposed to be the worst rushing defense like in history, so explain I, that I, one. No, yeah, that's just a... I felt like 
I had half a dozen games last week, right? I was on the wrong end of, and I feel like I just kind of had to throw it out. You said Take my leg. Just deal with it. 600 yards of offense, too, I want to say. So (laughs) I don't understand that. All right. Uh, Favorite plays? God, I want to go Northwestern money line. Probably just take points are they catching? I don't. uh, I don't like Northwestern really in that spot. I saw Purdue hung hung like forty nine points last week. I don't think you want to be a part of that. No, Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you what. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But no, the easy the layup here is just Georgia minus ten. Yeah, we both like that one. Um, Down for that. Um, Jeez. Um, yeah, I'm either going Georgia or I'm going USC. So if you want Georgia, you can have it. Otherwise I'll take Georgia. Man, I'm going to take Georgia. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you mess this up. All right. I'll take USC. Hopefully that's still five and a half. Let me see. Uh, six, that's still fine. Six points is fine. Simple. Couple favorites. Win by a couple TDs each. Should be fine. All right. Anything else? Text line? I, I'll admit, hand up, I haven't been checking text line at all. I've been checking pretty much every day. Um, Let me pull it up here. Uh, shit, I got to log back in. Uh, <laughs> no, um, nothing recently that I can remember since I've been checking every day. Uh, but uh, don't forget to hit us up. 424242. 9156. Um, that's uh, text line Tyler. Um, we're kind of calling you out a little bit here. It's been a little quiet. Slacking. Let me actually download the app again and make sure that he hasn't been texting us. Um, send us your uh, send us all your good stuff. Send us your uh, send us your uh, winners. Um, you can just actually text me those. Um, yeah, we do have a text that says "Bitch of the Week." Michigan's acting head coach. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm guessing okay. is related to the tears, the breakdown at the end of that game, which did he go F bomb shit and F bomb? I think, <laughs> I think he did both. I did see that if he beats Ohio state, he would have like two top 10 wins. And there's like a list of, you know, so many people he would basically pass. Yeah. And I guess Including that guy, James Franklin that guy could get hired <laughs> anywhere. Why do I feel like he just wants to be Jim Harbaugh's butt buddy and he's going to be happy to just hang around and, do a great job on maybe team. he thinks that he's gonna get promoted once Jim goes. I mean it, it does feel like Jim's gonna go, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jim's probably done. All right, but um B O T W goes to that head coach or acting head coach whose name escapes me. I can't remember it. Sharon Moore. Sharon Moore. Okay. Uh but that's it. Yeah. Next week uh will be episode fifty seven. Uh, not too many more of these things left, man. Is that the last week of picks before championships? Oh God, I hate that. All right. Um, yeah, basically just cherish, cherish all the games this weekend. Cause we're running out of them here. So that's the pod. We'll be back here next week. Sounds good. This is. Wow.
what a good place to be. Don't believe I have 